This podcast is about Patagonia, Chile, hiking the W Trek at Torres del Paine National Park. It's a step-by-step guide on how to travel to Patagonia and hike the W Trek. To download the full itinerary, please see quicktripadventures.com. Just a smidge north of Antarctica, Patagonia, Chile is a remarkable site with glaciers, lakes, mountains, wilderness, and forests. And you can hike through all of this terrain in four to five glorious days. If you are up for an adventure at the bottom of the world with interesting and new landscapes at every turn, then the W Trek is right for you. Hiking and or backpacking at Torres del Paine National Park is the adventure. No, you won't be trekking completely alone. There are other adventurers out there as well, but the trails are nowhere near crowded and they are well marked. I did feel comforted knowing that there were other people doing similar treks, like-minded people. So there are two main treks in this region, the O Trek and the W Trek. I opted for the classic W Trek, which is a solid five days of hiking an intermediate hike level, about six to eight hours of hiking per day, and is perfect for experiencing all that the region has to offer, which includes the magnificent Glacier Gray, or Gray Glacier, Lago, which is Lake Gray, with its turquoise-colored water, absolutely beautiful, the bluest of blue icebergs, a temperate rainforest, mountains, and pastures. It's a total of about 50 miles of beautiful hiking. October through April is the ideal time frame to visit this beautiful region and hike the W Trek. Remember that it's in the Southern Hemisphere. So if you live in the Northern Hemisphere, the um, seasons are opposite. There are several things you need to do ahead of time to trek this W Trek in Patagonia. The first is to purchase the entrance fee to Torres del Paine National Park because you have to do that in advance. The next is you must make reservations at all the campsites, even for tent camping, and you have to book way in advance. So like I said, the, op- the optimal time to visit is October through April. So make sure that January or before that year, you have the campsites. Um, for the W Trek, I reserved at the following campsites in this order. One, first night, Camp Gray. Second, Camp Frances. Third, Los Cuernos. Four is Camp Chileno. Okay, um, a good tip is to book campsites at Camp Gray, Camp Los Cuernos, and Camp Chileno first. And then you can adapt on the first and last days as needed, spending another night at one of the camps, depending on availability. The camp availability changes often with each season. Some of the camps have been closed for repairs. There were free campsites at the time that I did the trek, and they were run by Chile's National Forest Service, which is CONAF, C-O-N-A-F, but it doesn't look like they're going to reopen them. Another thing to do ahead of time is get money. Don't forget to get Chilean pesos at your bank before you leave for Chile. It may take a couple weeks for your bank to get them, so plan accordingly. You'll need pesos to travel in the smaller towns, 
Some places are starting to take PayPal, so have that on your phone. Eating. There was a huge forest fire caused by negligence, unfortunately, in 2012 that destroyed 17,000 acres at the park. Therefore, lighting fires within the park is forbidden. Even the use of a camping stove, even a jet boiler must be within a structure, which you can easily find at all the campsites. I ordered Mountain House and Backpackers Pantry meals and brought them with me to cook um, with the use of the jet boiler. I also brought along oatmeal packets and nuts for breakfast. Lunch was canned salmon and tuna with crackers. Cliff and Kind Bars, beef jerky and cheese were for snacks. Those Cuernos had a nice heavy dinner and breakfast, which was very welcome on day three. I have a full uh, packing list on the um, quicktripadventures.com Patagonia itinerary. Water can be found all over the park and it's pretty fun to bend down and fill your bottle or hydration bladder. It's clean water right from the glacier and doesn't require filtration. Packing and renting. The essential packing list is at quicktripadventures.com under Patagonia. Also know that in Puerto Natales, the only town to stay in before the trek, there are restaurants, ATMs, hotels, hostels, and stores with rental equipment for hiking, including good tents, sleeping bags, etc. More on that a little bit later. Your passport. You will need to show your passport and the migration ticket. You'll receive that at the airport when you enter the country. Be sure to keep it until you are on that flight back out of the country. They will ask for it. Um, you'll need it for entrance to the national park and at each campsite. So make sure that you have that with you. Now let's work on how to get to Torres del Paine National Park. First off, you want to fly to Santiago, Chile, and then take another flight from there to Punta Arenas, P-U-N-T-A-A-R-E-N-A-S, which I for sure pronounced incorrectly. Once you get to that airport, you're going to want to get to downtown Punta Arenas to get a bus to Puerto Natales. So either take a taxi or a shuttle downtown. It's about a 20-minute ride, and make sure you have cash for that. Once you are there in the downtown, there are three bus company options to take you on the three-hour ride to Puerto Natales. You can go on Buses Fernandez, Buses Pacheco, or Bus Sur. Note that there's not a centralized bus station, but the bus companies are all within eight minutes walking of each other. I use Buses Fernandez. There's a map of all the bus stations on Quick Trip Adventures if that will help you. It was pretty easy to get there. It's a frequented trek to the national park, so people expect that you'll be going there. When you arrive at the cute and small town of Puerto Natales, you'll be led off at the bus depot, which is centrally located in a quick walk to most hotels. Check the bus timetable to get the current departure times for Torres del Paine the next day and get a reservation. There are typically two buses per day, although I heard they changed that to one, so you wanna double check. Um, and then after that, walk to your local hotel, which you have booked ahead of time, hopefully. I stayed at the nice, clean, and friendly Hotel Halif, H-A-L-L-E-F. Most of the hotels will hold your extra luggage for when you return from the trek. This helped to store all my travel clothes and suitcase, 
that I could not take on the hike. Equipment rental. Erratic Rock is a store slash hostel right in Puerto Natales and offers rentals for all the hiking stuff you couldn't load into your suitcase, such as a very sturdy and very windproof tent, sleeping bags, sleeping mat, hiking poles, which are needed, gas canisters if you brought along a jet boil because you can't bring the gas on the plane, of course, lighters, whatever else you may need. They're all at reasonable prices. They also offer free daily info seminars that will tell you all about the W Trek. They also, if you rent a tent, want you to set it up and prove that you can do so outside ahead of time. So if you get there at night, you'll be setting up your tent at night, like me. So uh, just keep that in mind. Now we are ready to start the trek. Day one. So the next morning, you get up and you go back to that bus depot where you made the reservations the night before, and you take that bus to the CONAF office, C-O-N-A-F, located in Laguna Amarga, A-M-A-R-G-A. It's about a two-hour comfortable ride to this welcome center slash entrance to the park. You want to make sure that you bring your passport as you have to check in when you arrive and show your paid entrance fee which you have already paid in advance. So these buses that you were just on are timed with the catamaran departures at Pudeto, P-U-D-E-T-O. It's a 45-minute catamaran ride, and it's beautiful across the spectacular Lago Pihoe, P-E-H-O-E, which I also pronounced incorrectly. Um, reservations for this catamaran are not available, um, but they almost always have availability. The boat drops off at Refugio Pine Grande, where you can book ahead to stay at their hostel or dine in the restaurant before you actually start on the trek, because that's where you're going to start from. Hiking, finally! I opted to hike the 11 kilometers, which is 6.83 miles, to Refugio slash Camp Gray to Tent Camp. Side note, mortifyingly, I accidentally left my tent fly at the bathrooms near Refugio Pine Grande and therefore did not have a proper tent for the rain and wind. So I do know that if you get to Refugio Gray and you don't have a tent or a fly, they will happily rent you one for cash. Um, the campsite area has a small structure where you can use your camp stove to make your meals and possibly meet new friends. Options. If you'd like to see more, just set up your camp and then hike another 15 minutes north to Refugio Gray. Climb rocks and get a good view of the eastern side of Glacier Gray. I took a picture there, which is at the top of the page of the Patagonia on Quick Trip Adventures. The stunning blues of the iceberg looked absolutely fake. I haven't seen anything like that in real life ever. Another option is to trek forward from the camp about an hour, but before the old Los Guardos campsite to view the southern ice fields behind Glacier Gray, which is the world's third largest ice field after Antarctica and Greenland. Or another option is to ice hike the following day with Bigfoot Patagonia. It's a short walk, walk from the campsite, just ask the park ranger. 
If you do ice hike, I'd recommend you stay a second night at Refugio slash Camp Gray. Day two. This trek is a backwards trek toward Refugio Pine Grande. Yes, it's the same route, but it's a lovely route, so enjoy it twice. Past the starting point where the catamaran docks and continue on to Camp Frances, which is about two hours from there. The hiking hits various terrain, including rocky areas, wilderness, woodsy, and lakeside. You'll be along Laguna Scottsburg. There are peaks and valleys and rock-strewn trails. You will be camping at Camp Frances. So, if you get there early enough and you would like to hike to Valle Frances slash, slash Mirador Botanico that day, that's an option. Or you can just relax and hit that the next morning. It's about a five-hour round-trip hike to this option. If you think about the W on the W trek, it's the middle part. So um, you climb loose rock trails. You'll need poles and a day pack with water and snacks. You go up and over large boulders and up through Valle Frances and or Mirador Botanico, which is a total of a five-hour round trip. Look one way, there's the glacier. The other way is a turquoise lake and continue on for views of the entire valley. The wind. It was so strong at this location that it was difficult to stand upright at times or make your voice heard even with someone standing right next to you. Also, rain and ice pellets enjoy hitting you in the face. They're very prevalent here, but it's all part of the experience. It was well worth the hike to see this space. At this point, you can go back to Camp Frances, pick up your things, and head on to Los Cuernos, or you can stay another night at um, Camp Frances. If you're hiking to Los Cuernos, the day winds along a rocky, pebbled lake, Nordenskold, to the very appreciated Los Cuernos. The hike takes about two and a half hours-ish. It's about 3.41 miles, 5.5 kilometers, and it's flat with frequent very high winds and rain, as was my experience as well. So I was pretty much drenched getting to Los Cuernos. It's a short day of hiking unless you opt to do the Valle Frances Mirador Botanico in the morning. Either way, you'll be pleasantly surprised at the warm reception and wonderful meals that comes with the campsite reservation at Los Cuernos. There's family-style seating with hot meals and many interesting stories are overheard. Overnight, expect strong gusts of winds. Therefore, make doubly sure your tent is very secure. Your tent will most likely sway with the intense gusts. Don't let any of this scare you though because I'm the worst tent putter-upper and I managed. So, Day four, you're going to wake up. This lovely day includes breakfast at Los Cuernos. This day is my favorite kind of hiking. Lush green valleys, tall grasses, mountains, big trees, cliffs and rivers cutting through the valleys. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. It's about a five hour hike, probably a little bit less to Camp Chileno. Day five, if you'd like to see the three peaks of Torres del Paine at sunrise, then this is the day for you. 
It's an early wake-up day. It was 4.20 in my case to start the 45-minute to an hour hike before sunrise to view the three peaks. Leave your tent as is and bring breakfast and warm clothing with you. Many of the campers will be doing the same thing. Unfortunately for me, it was pouring rain that morning, so there were no good views, but that's okay. Afterward, come back to camp, um, pack it all up, make sure you know the checkout time so you are within those boundaries, and head toward the Hotel Las Torres to take the shuttle bus to Laguna Amarga for a nominal fee paid in cash. If you want more hiking on this last day, you can just walk to Laguna Amarga, which is six-ish or so miles, 11 kilometers approximately. At Laguna Amarga, there are buses to take the campers back to Porta Natales, where you can go back to the hotel in this little town where you started. Day six will have you traveling in reverse. Puerto Natales bus to Punta Arenas to a plane to Santiago, Chile. Packing for the W Trek. I have a packing list on Quick Trip Adventures and I used pretty much everything. Nothing came home clean. So if you would like to look that up, again, it's quicktripadventures.com under Destinations South America, Patagonia, Chile. Thanks for listening. I hope that you found this information helpful and that you get to go on this exciting adventure to Patagonia, Chile.